This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, making the world healthier and greener one day at a time. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. When we think about health, we imagine all the things that most of us talk about, eating clean, exercising, meditating, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water. But we forget about the part of our health that is achieved by interacting with nature, specifically animals. Animal therapy is a rapidly growing form of therapy and healing. Most of us are familiar with the healing benefits of having a dog, a cat, a bird, even a fish. But my guest today is going to tell us how other animals can provide the same healing benefits. So joining me on the show today is Seth Falk. He's from Hands On Exotics. I'm so looking forward to chatting today. Hi. Thank you for having me. (laughs) This is going to be such a great conversation. So we're talking about your company, Hands On Exotics. So tell us about it. When did it start? What was the motivation? All the fun stuff. Yeah. So a little bit about me. When I was a kid, I was absolutely animal crazy. Uh, My parents definitely indulged me with having a hamster and then moved on to rats and guinea pigs and a bunny and cats and dog uh, and just couldn't get enough of them, spent the entire day building enclosures for them and training them and taking them on walks. Um, And from that, uh, I grew a passion uh, or kept growing. And then I uh, got a job at the zoo when I was 16. Oh, uh, which uh, may be even more wild about animals <laughs> at the lion safari. And uh, when I moved to Toronto soon after, I didn't see a place for me to work with animals there other than in the veterinary world. So I had um, some of my own pets. And what I would do is I would take them to the park each day for seniors to um, visit me. And so I would do little shows at the park. And it was quite a fun way for me to get out with the animals, interact with um, the groups that were there. And uh, when the winter hit the first season, um, they asked if I would come inside the nursing home with the animals, which I was super excited about. And uh, so, yeah, I started visiting a bunch of different homes as a volunteer with my pets and just kind of felt like an imposter doing animal therapy. And after a few years, uh, a nursing home, uh, asked, told me that they actually pay for people to come in and visit. And that's when I got the idea of doing it as a full-time gig wow. or job. So the first year I visited over 200 homes. Wow. So, okay, let's backtrack. You have okay, all sorry. different, no, that's okay. You have all kinds of different, uh, different animals and the, you know, the name of the company is hands on exotic. So I'm assuming that you have a lot of exotic animals too. So you're not just traveling with bunnies and, and cats and dogs, right? Let's talk about the animals that exactly, you do have. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, my passion, uh, well, I love all types of animals. And so I've always had sort of a variety and that would include a snake and a lizard and a spider when I say spider, I mean tarantula. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that was some of the fun or the appeal for the seniors that were visiting me at the park, that my parents were there talking to them. I mean, it was quite different from the cats or dogs that may have visited them before or might live at the home. Right. And, um, yeah, I really found that these different species and types of animals do a great job at connecting and exciting the groups that I work with, um, you 
or I think a lot of people might think a senior home might not want a tarantula at it, <laughs> but tarantulas are very, very popular <laughs> with really? the senior community and they love learning and holding and, and hanging out with them. It's just super exciting. And there's a lot of stories that they share with me as well and reminisce when it comes to these exotic animals, such as a tarantula. They can tell me what a trip they went to in Egypt you know, 30 or 40 years ago where they met them. And so we could really reminisce as well. Okay. So you, you, you know, you go to different kids' birthday parties. You also, you know, have um, visited children with autism, of course, the nursing's home. So nursing homes, how do these groups generally react when they see the animals from the, you know, from the get-go? Do they go from like being scared and unsure to being like really intrigued and interested? Yeah. So it really depends I would say both kids and seniors, uh, doesn't matter the age, groups could be nervous at the start or not at all. Uh, but we definitely win them over, I'd say, three to four animals in. <laughs> <laughs> I always start them off easy with a bunny. Right, okay. And a parrot. No one's ever scared of parrots. It's, you know, talking and bubbly. People can, you know, connect with it. And then I usually get a little bit creepy crawly or near the end. It's like, you know, a hissing cockroach and a snake. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Senior group could be a little bit like, Oh, I don't know if there's a snake. I don't know if I'm going to stay, but you know, everyone stays by the end. And it's typically, I, I, the, a lot of homes I visit, they have a checklist of who visits each show. And for almost every home I visit, we're the number one, uh, visited program that they have come in each month. Wow! So even if there's an animal that scares someone, they still want to come down to see it. So they even like the idea of maybe being a little bit, you know, nervous or excited about learning about something new. Yeah. And so that leads me to my next question. So we all know the benefits of having a dog, a cat, the healing benefits. It's a companion. You know, dogs, I mean, my dog, I mean, if he could only speak, I mean, the things that he would say to me. So we know that there are so many health benefits to having those kind of pets. But what do you think and what have you seen are the benefits for people to see animals like snakes and lizards, um, all the, all the, like animals that people are generally freaked out by and not so familiar with? Yeah. I mean, I think just on a physical or health benefit spectrum, um, for myself, I'm allergic to dander, <laughs> hair and fur. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, when my parents allowed me to get a gecko, oh. <laughs> it was uh, a great pet. It was lovely. It was friendly. And I didn't have to take, you know, Claritin three times a day. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and also very easy to take care of in comparison to a dog or cat and a smaller, you know, ecological Im- impact when it comes to feeding and watering as well. So care wise and connection was there as well. It was, a, you know, lovely animal, like your pet and, uh, cuddly, um, the benefit when it comes to visiting these groups is one, I get to educate the parents, the kids and the seniors on why maybe, you know, a reptile might be the right choice for their family. Um, for instance, a snake goes poop once a week, <laughs> eats every two weeks, doesn't make any sounds, hypoallergenic, easy to take care of. You know, there's so many benefits for a busy family with a pet snake versus a dog that needs 
you know, someone home all the time needs to go for walks mm-hmm. uh, or a senior who can't go out of their unit in the in the winter and take their dog for a walk. So mm-hmm. maybe a beer dragon would be a better option. So I, I like educating on maybe some of the reasons why a reptile would be a great option, but also just them learning that a reptile can connect with you. It'll make eye contact. It'll, you know, lean into getting a rub. It might not have fur, but it's still really cuddly. And so that was, that was my next question. So I don't have a, you know, a snake as a pet, but I've been to different um, places and I've held a snake and I find that, you know, texture is obviously different, no fur, but like, do you care for your snake and your lizards the same way you would care for your other pets? Do they like to be cuddled? Do they like the human interaction? These are the things that I would find very fascinating and I think is the health benefit to having these types of animals around because you learn about them. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different variation in the disposition of each species of exotic animal, let's say reptiles, uh, within the species and within that species, you could get one that loves being social or not being social. I think maybe putting it to hamsters actually would be a good example. A lot of us have had hamsters and it's very 50-50. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Some people have horrible experiences because hamsters are solitary animals and they just don't want to be someone's pet and be pet. And then some hamsters are absolutely little angels and love jumping out of their cage and getting pet and hung out with. You can kind of find the same within uh, the exotic world, but I would say there are certain types of reptiles like bearded dragons, which are known for their disposition of being cuddly and calm and enjoying, you know, human interaction um, versus I, what lizard would not like it. Uh, I had a moment where I had a very, very large snake um, just stay with me at home as a, a pet at home for a while. Mm-hmm. And whatever room I went to, this snake would follow me. And when I was sitting doing emails, it would slither up the chair and put its head on my lap. Wow. It was literally everywhere I would go, it would just want to cuddle and sit with me and hang out. And I was like, you know what? It has a cage that's open with heat lamps and a log. <laughs> wow! And it's choosing to slither over and put his head on my lap and get head rubs. So I was like, you know what? I think snakes can like their owners and be affectionate and aren't always just dealing with it, but actually enjoying it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a great point. I'm so glad that you said that because we all imagine that they wouldn't have emotions and they wouldn't want to be with other, you know, people, other animals, other snakes. Um, but that's just an example of how they too want to maybe feel a little bit loved and a little bit appreciated. Yes. And I'm warm. So I get <laughs> snakes like to sit on warm things. Right. But, you know, there's a heat pad out. They had options. <laughs> <laughs> so he, but he chose so you. That was my, that was my controlled um, laboratory test. When we come back, how Seth and his animals navigated the pandemic. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. 
You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Seth and I were discussing the health benefits of being around exotic animals. And I think we can all learn so much from animals and benefit from their natural healing gift. The pandemic has affected all of humanity, but has also affected the animal kingdom. So, Seth, how were you and the animals affected by the pandemic? Yeah, well, 90% of all the bookings we do are at nursing homes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and all the money we make is from the visits we do. We're not funded by anyone or anything. Um, so it was tough. Um, it's a very large number um, that I spend, uh, around 20000 a month to feed and house everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the start, I, I, most people thought it would be a few weeks. Um, so yeah, we didn't have an income uh, stream, and so I had to take out loans to feed and make sure that we had all the enrichment. And um, uh, I have a large flock of parrots that really benefit from the enrichment of visiting and going out on car rides all day. Mm-hmm. And so I had to enlist my own friends and volunteers to come in and just play and sing with them, basically be babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we made it through. And I know um, in the animal world, I know companies similar to mine kind of around North America and in Europe. And I say 50% or more of them are no longer here. Wow. Uh, they had to shut down. So I feel very blessed and lucky that we're still here and we're back at the homes visiting. Uh, but it was really, really tough to navigate. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, animals had no idea. They were fine. <laughs> so <laughs> but, that was my question. You know, as their caregiver, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. And so that was my question. So, I mean, it was horrible for you because, you know, this was part of what you did every day. But do you think the animals were affected by the fact that they weren't out every day? I mean, you had to stress out to find bird babysitters and all that. But do you think the animals felt th- the fact that they weren't going out every day and visiting? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, when I come in, I love seeing, so I have eight, I don't keep my birds in cages, I keep them in aviaries. Oh. So it's a basically a giant cage where they can fly with like a tree and stuff. So it's a good place for them to exercise and they can live in a group so they can, they don't need me to be there, you know, necessarily playing with them. They can run around, fly around and rip their toys up and scream and do all that stuff. Um, but I love coming in on a busy day and seeing all the aviaries empty. And then the end of the day, all the birds came back and they're, hello, hello, hello to each other and singing and talking and the energy. And then they're conked out at 6 p.m. Like oh. they've had a day, they visit people. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, it's like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. They're still screaming. They're still singing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it gives so much energy to get out. So they notice. Yeah. I mean, they love going, jumping in their cares, going out on shows. And then, of course, they get contraband. <laughs> um, snacks and that, you know, so yeah, they, they did notice. We definitely kept them busy. I had so many amazing friends and volunteers. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, they're social creatures and, um, that whole social aspect that I was able to add to their lives was taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to replicate it on site, um, until, until, until the last few months, thankfully. Thankfully. We got to head out again. And so I guess you kind of answered my question. You, so you do believe that the animals receive some health and wellness benefits from being around humans as well? 100%. So I have 
carrots that I've taken in uh, that have had issues with plucking feathers, which can come from a whole list of things, whether it's nutrition uh, or not enough stimulation. Mm -hmm. And every parrot that I've taken in and um, has become a showbird. So basically a showbird for me means just hanging out all day, going to shows and just allowing them to scream and eat and poop wherever they want, um, has perfect feathers, uh, perfect beak, perfect little nails, um, and become social with other birds. All the birds I have have been living in a home where they also have been alone, just with people. So there's so much benefit for them specifically going out and using their minds and being active and having an enriched life. I think in the rainforest, they're flying kilometers every day, searching for food, being chased by jaguars, having monkeys jump on it for stress and movement and things happening Mm -hmm. in their real life. They're not sitting in a cage with food being handed to them in the wild. Right. Right. So our show days are kind of their, their kind of natural day of having a flow. And being busy. Because like you mentioned busy, earlier, busy, busy they, yeah, they come home and they're tired. So, I mean, that, that's Which is great. <laughs> yes, yes, it's it's healthy for them as well to have some sort of a routine, some sort of a schedule and uh, to see a little bit more of the world other than just being in there. I know you don't I know you don't cage them, but just being in the same environment, same room all the time. It's exciting for them. That would be so fascinating. Yes, they love it. And it's, it's funny on a day when we have maybe three or four teams out and then there's two birds left behind in the aviary. They're just like, they give you the stink face. <laughs> like, come on. Like we don't get to go. And I'm like, I'm sorry. We're not busy enough today to bring all of you. So I like, I like how excited they are to go. Like they, they're ready to go. And they, they're, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like when they're all out for the whole day. Yeah. That must be fun for all of them. It's like a big excursion. So, but your animals. Yeah. And for our cats, they've, they've been going out, their whole lives. So like, you know, they, they'll go to the park, they'll climb a tree, they'll, you know, walk. They're just so used to different noises and sounds like a fire truck could drive by and my cat will just sit there, you know, cleaning it safe. <laughs> you know? Not even phased by it. Now your animals, yeah. they're famous because they've been on television. Tell us a little bit about that experience for you as well as for the animals. Yeah. So we've done a lot of Hollywood movies. Uh, they've definitely done lots of, you know, live uh, breakfast shows or evening talk shows. Um, they have, uh, there's some big TV shows that they filmed that are yet to come out, which I'm super excited about. I think some of the biggest stuff they're doing. I'm in Montreal right now, staying in a beautiful hotel uh, with the animals right now. We're filming a TV show here. Um, so yeah, it's been super fun, um, for me cause it's put me, um, in environments where I didn't think I'd get to go. Mm-hmm. So the one, the one time I spent two weeks with David Duchovny in a room, Oh wow! <laughs> <was a> snake <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> from the exiles. I was like, yeah. never did I ever think this would be, you know, uh, my day. Um, my birds were in the Telus commercial. So it's like, you know, wow. seeing, you know, the big Telus ads on the billboards, like, oh, that's Poncho. Like, <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah, proud uh, moment. Yeah. That's amazing. I feel like a momager sometimes, <laughs> advocating for them for different jobs. 
Um, and the PetSmart commercial, you know, almost all the animals in the PetSmart commercial are come from come from my animal family and it's just beautiful commercial and musical about people that love their pets and so on together. Very proud moment. Um, it's been really fun and like I'm all, I'm a model um, with an agency, so um, it's really, really fun when um, a client books my agency, books me out as a model, and then they find out I'm animals and they ask me to bring the animals with me and we all get to work together. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a wonderful <laughs> moment as well. So there's more healing happening, right? You're all healing each other. You're giving yourselves opportunities that you never thought you would have had. <laughs> yeah, I, the, wild. We've done so many crazy stuff. And like, yeah, I know for me, I wouldn't have been on the TV shows without the animals I was on without having my background with them traveling and meeting new people and producers in TV. Mm-hmm. So they brought me so many new experiences. Um, so it's been, it's been magical. I love that. That this, this is just such a feel good story and it just emphasizes how much we really have to be connected to nature. And when I say nature, I mean everything. And that includes animals. It's, it's just amazing what they can do for us and what we can do for them. Now, you are a sought-after animal activist and wrangler. What does that mean? Okay, so <laughs> when there's a commercial or a movie, mm-hmm. um, a company, typically in Hollywood, will need to find an animal that can do the behaviors that fits the, the storyline and the, the vision. Um, and so, yeah, they'll come to me. And I will do my best to find that perfect animal, hopefully from my own roster. So I'll definitely like, well, that dog or cat's cute, but this one, you know, this one's really cuter. (laughs) And I'll try obviously to pick from my own animals. Um, But if it isn't my own, I will help source that uh, animal for the movie. And then I'll spend time with the owner and we will get it acclimated to the behaviors and to the environment that we're going to film in and make it just a really positive experience. And I found that, you know, I was kind of thrown into the first few movies. They just kind of randomly found me, but now um, they come to me, I think, I think first or around first, right. Uh, Because they know the animal is going to be calm and be taken care of. And I advocate very loudly on set Mm -hmm. for an animal. Like I don't care if there's 150 people on set and the producers like, just film Batman. Mm-hmm. If my lizard is a little bit chilly, I'll make sure they turn the temperature up in the entire building. <laughs> I'm like, nope. We agreed on 80 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> so I will advocate loudly for the animals at every moment. Um, and yeah, it, and, and that's what um, the productions want. And they'll have the uh, American Humane Society there monitoring that the animals are being taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so that's also what they want to see. And it's, yeah, you get to be, you get to be your animal's advocate. And um, they even get a trailer for themselves usually, or like a green room with snacks that I eat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I like to advocate for um, animals in many ways, uh, backyard conservation. So when we're in our schools, we have, um, we're members of the Toronto District School Board uh, affiliate program. So we have lesson plans on our animals, uh, on, on conservation, uh, on good pets versus bad pets and how to take care of them. And uh, yeah, I just want to do as much education and different sort of 
realms with each animal that we can. Mm -hmm. So with a parrot, we talk about the rainforest and how we can conserve it and how we can do things locally, but also we talk about perhaps how that might not be the best pet pet choice Mm -hmm. for most families as well. And then also how we would take care of a parrot. So we want to go a zookeeper, you know, going into the, the, the care of an exotic animal as well. And so what is next for you and hands-on exotics? I mean, you have a lot going on, but what do you have in mind for the future? Well, (laughs) it's been really hard to think about the future the last few years, (laughs) other than surviving. Um, But yeah, no, I am thinking about the future now. Um, I honestly want to make sure that my group of animals, we just stay together and we just keep doing things together. I think... I grew really big um, with up to 20 staff at a time or even more. Mm. Um, and I think going forward, I want to have a ability for me to be doing those sorts of home shows more myself and less my staff because that's what brings me happiness mm-hmm. is when I'm with the, the homes, with the kids. So my goal is to keep doing what we're doing. But I want to be out there myself as much as possible with those kids or with the seniors and the animals. Because that's what makes me happy. I don't want to be doing the phone calls and the paperwork. Right. I love that. (laughs) And I love the fact that you are healing people and people are helping heal the animals. It's amazing. I can't thank you enough for joining me today. Now, if listeners want to learn more about you or have your animals pay them a visit or you pay them a visit, how can they do that? Absolutely. So our website is handsonexotics.com. And that's also our Instagram, handsonexotics. Also, uh, our, our parrot is TikTok famous with 55 million views. So you can see him roller skating and dancing. That's Hands on Exotics on TikTok as well. You can also find us on Facebook, same name. Um, and yeah, just shoot me a message if you have any questions on Instagram. And I get back to people right away. Um, we service the GTA. Um, honestly, right now we're in Quebec, (laughs) anywhere, (laughs) literally anywhere you need us, we're there. Um, we've been all over Canada, um, doing events and programs and yeah, uh, hands on exotics. Please find us. We want to hang out and meet you guys. And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Macchiella or my website, ClaudiaMacchiella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.